Uh, I'm going to say no one's better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Blow up. Welcome, everybody, to the Thursday, August 20th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today is, as promised on yesterday's show, all about the quarterbacks. We're going to talk about whether there should be cause for concern with Tua Tungavaloa and not blowing everybody out of the water here early on? And the answer is no. We're going to talk about Josh Rosen and the sudden resurgence of Rosen through a couple of days of practice. And we're going to talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick and why we should be absolutely, positively not surprised at all from the reports coming out that Fitzpatrick has been somewhat erratic and unspectacular from a physical traits perspective. That's deep dive on all three quarterbacks today based on the early returns of practices. Looking forward to it. So with that said, let's set the table. We're going to look at a report from NFL Network's Mike Garofolo that came out yesterday indicating what we've probably all kind of saw was the writing on the wall, and that's the Dolphins. Uh, despite the fact that we are in open competition for the quarterback room, uh, the expectation is that we'll start the year the same way the Dolphins ended last year. Mike Garofolo reported on Wednesday that the Dolphins are, quote, expected to continue looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick as the team's starter. Brian Flores comes from the Bill Belichick School of Competition. He wouldn't declare a starting quarterback in this competition this early, but the expectation is you're looking at the starter in Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's less a health thing with Tua, it's more he's going to have to beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick. That falls in line with exactly what we saw the Dolphins do last year with their quarterback situation between Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick, letting the best option play. And that is ultimately what the Dolphins are going to do. But the deck is stacked heavily in Ryan Fitzpatrick's favor, so this expectation and report from Garofolo makes sense. What should not be overlooked, however, is the performance of each of the three quarterbacks throughout three padded practices, which seems to actually indicate that there are some ups and downs and pros and cons with each of the Dolphins quarterback on the roster, including young quarterback Josh Rosen. Rosen has been the most physically impressive of the three Dolphins players thus far in camp. His arm strength, noticeable. His decision-making this year, faster than last year, that served as one of his primary issues when you saw Josh Rosen on the field for the Miami Dolphins. Granted, it is extremely early, but a simplified offense in Miami could just be the thing Josh Rosen needs, as well as not having the pressure of pressing after being the 10th overall pick in the NFL draft by the Arizona Cardinals seeing them draft his replacement and trade him just one year later, and then coming into Miami and pressing to win a starting quarterback gig against an established veteran in Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Fitzpatrick himself has been exactly what you would expect. There are ups and there are downs, but he is ultimately a gamer, and he has the experience in this system to be able to afford some more erratic play and to take chances and take risks, and he's always going to have the explanation as to why he chose to do it. Playing with offensive coordinator Chan Gailey, this will be his sixth season with Gailey as his coordinator. And Fitzpatrick started the majority of the 2019 season and helped the Dolphins build some positive momentum at the end of the year. Regardless of his play in camp, those variables are skewed heavily in Fitzpatrick's favor. And with Tua Tungavaloa, the Dolphins have a quarterback who has been unspectacular, but persistent and consistent with his passing. One of the things noted is that through three days of practice in 11-on-11 drills, the ball has not hit the ground when Tungavaloa has attempted passes. He is perfect, but a lot of his work comes within close proximity to the line of scrimmage. Not necessarily something that should surprise when you take into consideration he wants to protect the football, he doesn't want to make crippling mistakes, he's brand new in this offense, he has not established chemistry with his players yet, and it's the style of play that he played quite frequently at Alabama. Don't read too much into the fumbles. Don't read too much into the conservative play calls that the Dolphins have put on his plate thus far. This is a natural weaning in process. And that's exactly what the Dolphins are doing. But because they are being very deliberate with what they give, and Tungavaloa himself is being very deliberate to make sure he's not making silly mistakes, his play to this point is not that that it's going to blow Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen, out of the water at this point. And that is the critical variable that Tua will need as the team's number five overall pick to push for the starting role. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the past 20 years. So whether you're looking for new brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, engine control modules, you name it, RockAuto.com has everything you need for your classic or daily driver in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can have everything you need delivered directly to your front door. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are the same for both do-it-yourselfers and professionals, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all of your auto needs, and make sure you write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So what I want to do now is I want to kind of work through each of the three quarterbacks and, and reports coming out of camp specifically now that we've set the table. And I want to start with Josh Rosen. Because I think Rosen and his development is the most intriguing and we kind of theorized at different points that the, you know the the simpler the more simple offense might be something that's beneficial to Josh and it seems like that's exactly the case so I, I want to tap you guys into what Cameron Wolf who is in Davy and at the practice is what he had to say and then we'll also acknowledge what Omar Kelly had to say about Josh Rosen a little earlier in the week uh, so Cameron Wolf wrote the following. Rosen has arguably been the most consistent of all three quarterbacks. Instead of moping around or demanding a trade, 
Following the Dolphins' decision to draft Tua, Rosen put his head down and has gone to work. Rosen, who's 23, had Monday's throw of the day, a deep sideline go right on the money to Jakeem Grant. Through also, though also on Wednesday, Rosen twice got caught taking sacks after holding onto the ball too long, and he nearly threw an interception, but his play has been more good than bad. Rosen's long-term future in Miami is unclear, eventual trade bait, or developing backup, but he is re- certainly performing better than he did over the past two seasons. Expand that out, and let's talk about what Omar Kelly had to say about Josh Rosen uh, after, I believe it was two practices. So here's what Omar wrote uh, on the 18th after two practices. Rosen has been one of the top performers for the past two days. Take that however you want, but understand I don't sugarcoat things, especially not with quarterbacks, and sometimes QB excelling could be the result of him having the best overall unit of weapons or chemistry with a wide receiver running back or the production of his offensive line. So far, it is too early to tell, but Rosen looks like a different quarterback this year. The arm is live and the decisions are quicker. If you remember, nobody was harder on Josh Rosen last year than Omar Kelly. And um, he was very adamant throughout training camp last year that Rosen was quote-unquote not it, and the process was slow, and the decision-making was slow, and taking too many sacks, and uh, sounds like Rosen had a little bit of a lapse and hiccup on that with Wednesday with, with holding the ball too long uh, on two separate plays. But for Omar to give that kind of praise, especially knowing how dialed in Omar was on Tua throughout the pre-draft process, says a lot, and I give Omar credit for not sugarcoating things and calling it as he sees it, and that has been the general consensus. Rosen has played the most consistently and offered the best results most frequently of the Dolphins' three quarterbacks thus far, which is interesting to say, right, because like the ball hasn't hit the ground for Tua <laughs> through 11-on-11 through three days. But Josh, the, the physical components of Josh Rosen have never been the problem. I think he's mobile enough to win. I really like Josh Rosen coming out of UCLA. Stability has been a problem for Josh Rosen. His environment has been a problem. He mentally seemed like he was swimming in information last year. Chan's offense spreads the field. They make it very cut and dry. And because of that, it seems as though Josh has taken well to this offensive system. This is a great problem for the Dolphins to have. Imagine if Josh, you know, plays anything like a first-round quarterback in practice, and if he gets game reps. Dolphins will have two former top 10 quarterbacks, and if Rosen can live up to potential, the Dolphins will have an embarrassment of riches of depth at the quarterback position. I could argue their one through three is the best appealing when you forecast it forward. Not right now, not in here and now. Saints still have Drew Brees and Jameis Winston. Like, no matter who the three is, even if it's Taysom Hill. There are teams that have better quarterback rooms for this year. But the Dolphins, and you forecast their room with Rosen especially if he's able to sustain this level of play. You'd be really encouraged. And it really alleviates the pressure for Miami to know that, hey, if Tua, if durability becomes a thing and Tua gets to start 12 games a year every year instead of 16, if you can hang on to Josh, and Josh likes it here, and Josh plays the way he's played through three practices, 
you've got a viable backup quarterback that's going to prevent you from having too big of a drop-off or, heaven forbid, something crazy happens at the quarterback room. This investment in Josh Rosen of a two might not be so bad after all. I'm optimistic for Josh because I like Josh in the pre-draft process, and I was excited when Miami brought him in for a two. Uh, So it's been really great to see he has stayed focused. He has taken to the Dolphins' mantra of one day at a time and get better, and you heard him say all that stuff last, last fall. But to see the fruits of that labor now, where through almost the first week of padded practices, the general consensus from everybody there is Rosen's been the most consistent guy. That's terrific including some of these tire drills that they're doing at the end of practice. Am I going to read too much into that? No. Standing on the 40 or the 30, and they're trying to hit a tire in the back of the end zone. Fitz and Tua each go one for 20 or whatever it was, and and Josh hit three. That's great for Josh. The arm's never been the talent, right? But this offense and seeing what it was like with O'Shea and how bad it was with O'Shea that Flores dumped O'Shea after one year, Versus what we have this year, I think that's a big opportunity for Josh. Don't expect to see traction on Josh getting traded this year, though. He's going to have no reps. No preseason reps. Nothing other than beat reporters' words. And I don't think any team is going to take the beat reporters' word for it and drum up trade interest. And I know that's a joke. Is oh, so-and-so is getting paid to help boost trade stock. Well, teams don't care. Other teams don't care. They want to see it for themselves. They want to see the results, the product. Let's talk about Fitz. Fitzpatrick. Um, Wiley old vet, man. He knows this offense like the back of his hand. He knows these receivers because they didn't really bring anybody new into the picture. Fitzpatrick is just trying to get the timing stuff down. While Rosen and Tua are trying to make sure they fully grasp the vocabulary, the concepts, the nuances. Ryan's done this in this offense for half a decade now. He's focused on the timing. So when you hear the receivers talk about the timing of the offense and we have more freedom to run our routes, where this could get ugly for Miami early on is if the timing is not right. So you hear, oh, ambitious throw, into coverage, receiver didn't have leverage, like whatever it may be. They are working on the finer points. The receivers are still learning this offense. But Fitzpatrick himself, he knows conceptually how it's supposed to work. And Ryan, in practice, is a gunslinger. Like, it's just naturally part of the game. So, like, yeah, Bobby McCain picked off Fitzpatrick on Tuesday. And Fitz has had a number of other throws into coverage. But I I try to look at it from the perspective of what does Ryan have to play conservative for? He's going to try and slot the windows and find the timing that they're going to be implementing in a game. So even if it's covered, if the timing's right, you still might be able to fit that ball in there. So I don't read too much into the criticism of Fitzpatrick at this point. And nobody's going to be surprised that Ryan Fitzpatrick arm is not very impressive. Dude's getting close to 40. Of course he's not going to have an arm that's going to shine versus Josh Rosen. Fitz is tough as hell. 
He knows the offense like the back of his hand. He was the starter for the majority of the season last year. And he's trying to get these receivers up to speed on the timing and the chemistry, not just learning the concepts. And I think that's the big difference and that's the big divide in Fitzpatrick versus both of the other two guys. And that's just based on what we know, right? Like there's no disputing Ryan's entering his sixth sixth year with this offense. But what about Tua? Is it fair to provide criticism for Tua on muff snaps with Michael Dieter, which he had two of on Tuesday, uh, despite the fact that you know he'd never really taken snaps under center with a lot of frequency, despite the fact that Dieter's moving to center from left guard last year? No, I, I don't necessarily think it's, it's worth reading into that. Uh, the encouraging parts for Tua are all the same things that you're going to hear from anybody else. He looks healthy. He's moving well with no restrictions. He's throwing a pretty ball. It's easily catchable. And he's learning the offense. A rookie quarterback in this environment, in this offseason, you were going to have to be special to figure it all out and then step on the practice field and be a master of the offense without ever taking physical reps and not taking any snaps. Don't forget about pro day stuff and stuff like that. It's the first time he's touched a football field with a helmet on and pads on since he dislocated his hip in November. But that's kind of been like the tricky part of this whole proposition for the Dolphins, right? Is two has been touted as the chosen one and and the guy who's finally going to put all the quarterback ailments for the Dolphins behind them. And those expectations versus reality can be a slippery slope. And you don't want to set somebody up for failure. You don't want to uh, have somebody with expectations so unrealistically lofty that you're never going to meet them. So I hope, you know, I hope there's no pessimism amongst Dolphins fans. And it seems like Facebook comment sections are where you get the majority of it. And that's fine. It's whatever. But none of this is to say that Tua doesn't eventually become everything that Dolphins fans dream that he is. And we are talking about literally the, the smallest of small sample sizes at this point. Three practices. And even still, is not making dumb decisions. He's just taking, quote-unquote, what the defense gives you, right? So, And when we talked about this offense and what you run the risk of, you run the risk of playing in the box. And, and that's been the big criticism is Tua has not pushed the ball down the field yet. And that's okay. You're going to make the reads. You're going to take what the defense gives you. If it's nickel and dime, death by a thousand paper cuts by now until you feel more comfortable and can push the ball, he's making crisp decisions with the ball, and I think that is the net win for Tua. But Fitzpatrick, because he's operating on a higher plane, um, as Mike Garofolo uh, reported, he's going to be in the leader in the the pole position to be the starting quarterback. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, quick touch base on the quarterbacks, all three of them. I think we should be very optimistic about the quarterback room, despite the fact that, you know, Fitz, uh, he's been a little bit of erratic.
play thus far through three practices, that is, I think there's some very easy explanations as to why that is. And the two young guys, for their different reasons, they're looking pretty good. So, okay, let's go. Let's keep the momentum building. And as Brian Flores and all the Dolphins players say, one day at a time. Just take it one day at a time. You can take it one day at a time here on Locked on Dolphins. And no, Monday through Friday, I'm going to have a show for you. So make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast and follow along. The 2020 season, we're 24 days away from Dolphins kick. So about three and a half weeks out, it'll be here before we know it. Look forward to taking that journey within each and every one of you. Thanks as always for listening, and I hope to see you guys again tomorrow.